Hi, I'm Eunice, your favorite dancer, actress, athlete, activist, future Oxford Harvard graduate, biochemist, pianist, debater, public speaker, supermodel, YouTuber, and full-time NCT stan. I'm Raven. I'm an artist, writer, craftivist, Disney conserver, and an environmental activist. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Too Hot Messes. Subscribe to join us every Sunday at 5pm to hear about our messy lives. Enjoy the episode! Hi everyone! Hi! On this episode, we're going to talk about what we did in quarantine. From the first quarantine to the... I don't know how many quarantines we had at this point. Like, this is our third lockdown that we have, right? Yes, third lockdown. Because now we're recording it in June. Yes. Is it June? Yeah, it's June. Yes. But it seems like it has been forever. Forever. Oh my god. I know, right? It's like... (sighs) It's like, it's, it has been two years, almost two years. It's been one and a half, has it? Yeah, one and a half years, you're right. Oh my god, it's almost going to be two. And the worst part is that we're both going to be spending our lives online, <laughs> in college. No, that's a sad part. <laughs> so how do you feel about this? I feel, I don't know, conflicted. Because, I mean, sure, we cannot go down. But at the same time, like, I like being at home. Same, 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 same. There's definitely pros and cons to the situation, I believe. In mm. terms of the pros, I would say that honestly, being at home isn't that quite isn't quite bad. Like at least for the first part of it. Like mm, I, I started carrying out a lot of hobbies that I have abandoned in the past. And <laughs> I've just been, you know, like revisiting all my childhood dreams, all my childhood hobbies that I really, really liked, but had to get, had to give up because of like school and stress and life. Mm-hmm. And it honestly has been really nice so far. So let's start with some of the things that we've started in quarantine. How about you start first? Hmm. Well, for my hobbies, I basically took up my drawing again which mm-hmm. <laughs> i i haven't been able to draw properly during the previous years because of exams and whatnot and i feel like i was a bit too tired to draw but now i can basically draw whatever i like and i think that's a, that's a good thing yeah and i know the viewers can't see this but i've seen a few of your drawings and yeah I think <laughs> we caught we have like <laughs> quite an artist on here <laughs> Like, you mostly draw Disney <laughs> drawings, is it? Like, it's mostly drawings of well, Disney? And, like, characters like and things an- like that? Yeah, it's more of animation kind of thing. I, I'm so sorry, people. If you're wondering, I cannot draw real-life people. I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to draw, but it's impossible. Like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see. Well, um, I'm sure the viewers will be happy to know that they can see your artwork in the future hopefully do you want to share a bit mm-hmm. about that sure uh i actually plan to start my second instagram account i already came up with a name but i'm not sure when am i gonna actually like start my instagram account yet mm-hmm. so just uh, keep an eye out of that yep <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 attach a link down in the description to your mm-hmm. instagram Okay, mm-hmm. as for me, I, I'd say artistic-wise, 
I'm not that into drawing. Like mm-hmm. personally, I find it like amazing and things like that. But I'm more into you know expressing myself artistically by using my body, i.e., by dancing. <laughs> and a little fun fact about me: I've been dancing since I was like I don't know five, if I'm not mistaken. And Ooh. now I'm 18, so it has been. Oh, my math, I can't do basic math. 13 years. Uh, 13 <laughs> years, yeah, yeah. yeah. 12 years, actually, years, because I stopped when I was 17. I did. Oh, okay. uh, I was dancing basically my whole life. So I did ballet for se- for 13 years. I did musical theater ever since I was 11. And mm-hmm. I had been dancing traditional dances in school. So my entire life is just surrounded by dance. And I just love it when I'm on the stage and I can express myself in that way. And I just think it's so beautiful. So yeah. uh, relating to that, in quarantine, I got the wonderful idea to start learning a different style of dance. Because if Ooh. you see, uh, if you look at ballet and like if you look at musical theater and like all those classical dances, right? They are really traditional and really mm. like, you know, like technical, soft. Yeah. So what's the opposite of that, you may ask? It's like one of the biggest sensations that's happening right now in the world, which is like K-pop dances. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so um I started getting into K-pop when I was like in 2016 when I was from one. And you know, I always look up to like K-pop idols like BTS and NCT and Red Velvet and Twice. And <gasps> you know, quarantine has been able to give me a chance to explore like these K-pop dances and actually carry out it. So I've been mm-hmm. just trying to learn <laughs> and just like ha- have fun, and just trying to like have fun and things like that. I'm not really taking it seriously, but you know, it's it's quite fun. Like if you're interested you're in things rock. like that, you should try that out. <laughs> you're right. Really? And like I salute you because for me I'm a horrible dancer. Uh, in case you don't know, I I suck at dancing. I my dance moves are so stiff. I I tried dancing once in primary, and then my teacher complained I was too stiff. So I was like, I'm never gonna dance in public ever again. <laughs> public okay. humiliation. Okay. Like different people are good in different things, right? <laughs> so it's yeah, me. that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm more of a singing person than dancing. I so see. Yeah. I see. What songs have you been singing lately? Oh, a bunch of musical stuff. <laughs> oh, musicals? What songs? Mm-hmm. Mm, like, well, there's Dear Evan Henson, there is Hamilton, there is, uh, I think, I also did a bit of Legally Blonde before. Ooh. But not like, but not every song. I just did the ones that I'm like, I'm like, oh, this sounds good. I see. I haven't yeah. been watching a lot of I haven't been watching a lot of musicals lately actually, but we both watched Legally Blonde together over the, yes, the and it was so party. Good. Yeah, and oh my god. I first watched the movie, like Legally Blonde and the second movie of Legally Blonde. Oh my god, hands down, straight up became my favorite movie ever. And then mm-hmm. after that I convinced uh Wavern that we should watch the musical together. And wow did it not disappoint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I'm very angry that the musical does not have any, any Emmys or something. Yeah, no oh, Tonys. I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. I know. 
I think the fans know that you know Legally Blonde deserves an award in our hearts. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent agree. <laughs> oh jeez. Um. So. So, what other shows have you been watching, or movies, <laughs> or things like that to pass the time? Ooh, well, I didn't watch much movies. I mean, now I mean I did watch it the last month. So <laughs> last month I had went into a bit of a Disney slash any anime stuff. Ooh, like <laughs> which ones? Uh, so Disney, of course, I watched so onward and Raya. Uh-huh. Anime anime I went into your name, uh Wedding with you and Silent Voice. And let me tell you, these three shows are good, but of course there are two are that I preferred more. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah. Maybe next time you, you you and I can watch these three animes together. It should be fun. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but mm. in the future, one day. <laughs> yes. I watched Raya and Onward though, and it was like Honestly, really nice. I mean, Disney doesn't re- disappoint really, as mm-hmm. expected from Disney. <laughs> yes. Are Disney fans, so whatever they make, we'll sure love it. Mm-hmm. So definitely. What interests you about Onward and Raya? I think for me, Onward, I felt the connection of the main character Ian along with his brother because I feel that is sort of the relationship that me and my brother have. My brother always. Uh, teach me certain things that you know sometimes that I can't do on my own you know and although I miss him in college now but we still keep in touch I our see. connection yeah became stronger during quarantine I see onward to me um it didn't really have that big of an impact I feel because I couldn't really relate to it that much but Ooh. I felt like it was definitely one of the more interesting stories because it has such an elaborate like storyline and the plot was really great and it was interesting mm-hmm. and there's a lot of visuals. So I definitely appreciated it a lot. I now, see, I see. What about Raya? Oh, Raya, okay, Raya is literally like the <laughs> the strongest princess physically Oh my god, like the way she fights is just immaculate. She's everything I am not, okay? <laughs> I mean, she's brave, she's so confident, and the fact that she's so determined to save her country for six years, like, dang, girl, that's got a lot of persistence. Also, the fact that her that her iconic quote is that we cannot trust anyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I unfortunately have... Unfortunately, I've like resonated with that sentence to me because, like, for me, it's like it's really difficult to trust people considering now people are very capable of hurting one another, both physically and emotionally. So, I that sentence hit me hard. Same, it really same. did. I understand. I feel you. <laughs> like for me, I think I have trust issues. I had trust issues. I still have trust issues. But mm-hmm. I don't know when it was. I don't know when it started. I think, right. I think around when I was like fifteen, if not mistaken, I felt like whenever I would meet a new friend or like just make a new acquaintance or something, I feel like I would distance myself with them, or 
like in some way I would try to um you know put up a front put up this wall between each other just so that you know they don't see my vulner- vulnerabilities they don't see me being vulnerable and they don't see my flaws and I felt oh. like that was always a coping mechanism to me um and you know when I meet new people I always find myself trying to be the person that they want me to be in that sense mm. in the sense that okay. I always try to like you know please be, please others and you know put up a front so mm. in that way I felt like I wasn't able to make deep connections with anyone and it just resulted in me having more and more trust issues which oh. which is like kind of unfortunate because you know, if yes. I didn't have all these insecurities and I didn't have all these, like, you know, issues, I would have been quite happier. Like, I would have a lot more deeper connections instead of shallow ones. You know what I mean? I get you. So when I, I watched you. Raya, uh, that really resonated. Like, it just made I, me think a lot. I think that's the beauty of Disney movies. Like, they always have these wonderful messages that just come to you in the right way. And, like, mm-hmm. they present it when you actually need it. And, like, it just gets you thinking and thinking. And, like, it makes the, the wheels in your brain turn. And now I'm having a crisis right now because of that movie. Oh, man. But I'm glad it allowed me to, like, you know, open my eyes and see what's happening. And, like, evaluate my life a lot more. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I 100% agree. Also, Stan Sisu, because she is amazing. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we both agree that Sisu is our favorite character, right? Yes, 100%. Because we were talking about it after the movie, because mm-hmm. we watched it like around almost the same time. Mm-hmm. And we were like, hey, so what's your favorite character? Is it Raya? Is it, you know, that cute little circly thing, the, the bug-ish thingy? <laughs> And we both were like, oh my god, it's Sisu. And really, mm-hmm. for 100%. me, what amazed me about her was that she was so magical. Um, spoiler alert for anyone who didn't watch the movie. There's a scene in the movie where Sisu, the water dragon, is like jumping on rain. Like she's sort of flying and she's like going upwards. I just thought that part was so magical. I know, the whole water thing that just go, I was like, mm-hmm, the animation is top-notch. And actually, that is one of the reasons why I want to work in Disney is to work on these animations one day. Oh, I'm, I think a lot of us have like thought of working in Disney before. <laughs> yes! Even though it may not seem the most... Possible. Yeah, the most possible option for us right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, for me... I have this like crazy thought. Like it was a random thought I had like in my dream someday. Um, I actually wanted to become one of those Disney people in Disneyland. <laughs> like you know those people oh! who are like uh, they dress up like princesses or like characters. Oh yeah. You no, know? and they have to interact with kids and all that. I just thought that was. A, I just thought that was such a super cool job. I don't know why. I think it, it looks started, fun. Yeah, I think it started with me like scrolling on TikTok and I saw this. Um, little boy he was like interacting with a Disney princess and like they had the cutest interaction ever and I think that sparked my interest in these kinds of jobs Mm, interesting 
Uh, and recently, since we both ended SPM, which is yes. our um, how to say for those into, for those out of there for those people out there who don't know what SPM is, is basically the most important exam in our high school year before we go to college. It's so, basically key to our I, future. Yeah. And we're both stuck in that, you know, post-SPM, before college kind of like awkward phase where we don't do anything <laughs> and yes. just sit at home because we can't go out because it's lockdown, it's quarantine. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of stuck in that phase. And I feel that a lot of us, you know, who are stuck in that phase tend to think about our future a lot because it's really crazy, right? Because oh, yeah. probably like one day you're 17, you're still a kid. <laughs> and you still don't have your entire future planned out ahead of you. And you're having fun and things like that. And then boom, mm-hmm. one day you turn 18. And all of a sudden, everything changes. And you're expected to have, you know, some sort of uh, goal that you want to achieve in your life. Some sort of ambition, a life path that you have, that you mm-hmm. have to need. And it's just been so stressful. Because like, wh- that's only like a year difference. Since when does all this... Like, since when did it have to be so stressful? I know. I mean, I saw my brother went through this and I thought, oh, like, it can't be that bad, right? Then when you actually are in that position, you're like, oh, crap, it is bad. <laughs> oh, my God. And they have to pick, like, certain jobs that has to have a stable finance mm-hmm, status. Mm-hmm. If, if not, you're going to be in so much difficulty, especially now lockdown has been affecting our economy quite badly. Um, so, yeah. So that's why we need to do like stable jobs. We can't yeah. do like in stable jobs. I think both of us um, during quarantine, we've taught a lot about our future, yeah. especially college and university. Because now that we're done with our secondary education, we're on our journey to not our jobs yet, but our tertiary education, right? Yes. But the thing about that is tertiary education, you kind of already have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. And that sucks. Because, Definitely. Yeah, because they don't give us enough time to figure out what our passion is. Because mm-hmm. we haven't experienced, you know, life in its uh, whole, like life aside from like school life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like working life. We haven't experienced that in any sort of form yet so like mm-hmm. how do you expect us to know our passion but we have to choose now because in tertiary education that's all we're going to be learning exactly i struggle with that particularly a lot because i don't want to say i'm not like ambitions in life i am but i'm quite how to say lost in life in a sense Ooh. like at the moment because there's all sorts of paths that you could choose from so how am i going to choose from one how am I going to be sure that I want this path specifically right now at the age of 17? How do I know that this is the path that I want to take for the rest of my life? Like, that sounds so scary, you know what I mean? Yeah. What about I, you? I, I 100% agree. I mean, it's like, yes, like I know what I want to be, but that, but then what if it just suddenly changes at the course of the studying period in un- in university you're gonna be studying this and you're like wait I don't have this passion anymore mm-hmm. and you suddenly have this new passion that just came out of nowhere but then it's gonna be so difficult to turn back everything mm-hmm. and you have to learn everything from scratch yeah yeah that's yeah. not uh-uh yeah I think I'm the same too I'm really careful in picking what my life path is so 
for me, I think a lot of things that helped me was I had so many sessions, like counseling sessions with, <laughs> with my mom, my dad, my brother. My There was like this um, tertiary education counseling center, oh. student service center. I Yes, that's what it's called. I, I'm not sure, but they offer help. I think that's just an amazing thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel a lot more at ease knowing there that there's people out there who understand us and offer us guidance, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of times like we're just thrown into adult life and expected <laughs> to figure out everything about ourselves. But I'm glad to know that there are people out there helping that helping us, like we're figuring out our path. Um, I mean, mostly they're they're trying to get us into their college they're trying to get us to come into their college and trying advertisement to, yeah. <laughs> and obviously they're trying to like you know um gain our our interest to getting into their in university but it still helps you know like you feel kind of appreciated you feel kind of helped yeah exactly i, I mean think, yeah especially private unis mm-hmm. i think because of their help and with all the help of the, my loved ones in my life, I think I am somewhat clear on what I want to do for college. Not so much in university, but um, I know that A-levels is the most accurate and suitable one for me at the moment because A-levels are f- mostly for people who don't know what they want to do in life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the most common stereotype that A-levels have s- that people who don't know what they want to do in life take A-levels first so that they have this kind of like two years, one and a half years to figure out. Hopefully by then I get to figure out what I want to do in life. So what about you? What is your plan for college? Do you want to share it with the listeners? Well, I'm... Okay, so I know more or less what I want to do in life. So I am just taking foundation straight away because... One thing that is cheaper and the other thing is like, you know, I mean, my parents kind of asked me to take it, but it's also like, yeah, it's the probably the fastest option, I guess, to like, com- like to like start your studies and then like finish it quickly, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, so I know that's my study path. But in terms of college-wise, I haven't decided on where I want to go yet because there's there's multiple options for me and all has to be determined on results. So I'm not sure which I'm going to pick yet. But I'm trying to pick one that is probably the cheapest option but also provides the best education experience for me because high school was kind of stressful. So I kind of wish that college would kind of turn things around of course college life will be more stressful 100% but maybe with better facilities with better like teaching skills there hopefully it can lower the burden a bit you know I see I see I think what the listeners can take away from our experiences here is that you really don't need everything figured out at once exactly I feel like there's this like common there's this pressure on 17 years old, those who finish secondary school, to quickly figure out what you're passionate about. And they expect everyone to have a fixed ambition. Mm-hmm. You know you know how they ask 
like little kids, like, what's your impression in life? And like, you have this path set up for you, like, oh, you'll be good in this, you'll be good in that. Yeah. One thing that I take away from this is that nothing is fixed in life. Everything is ever changing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's okay to not have everything figured out. It's okay to be lost in life at the moment. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to need everything figured out right now. But, you Mm -hmm. know, make sure to find yourself along the way. I think one thing, uh, we both went to like a counseling session, remember? And like one thing that the kind Mm -hmm. counseling lady told us was that in order to find what you're passionate in life, just try it out. Because right now, a lot of people uh, don't know what they're passionate in because they haven't tried a lot of things. And I don't mean like, you know, listen to what it is. Like, oh, a doctor is this, 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 and that. A pharmacist is this, 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 and that. An engineer is this, 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 and that. That is not what figuring out is. Like, that is not experiencing it because that Mm -hmm. is the ideal. Like, you're listening to what the ideal situation of that job is compared to you actually experiencing it and uh, experiencing the ins and outs, the ups and downs of that particular job and then knowing if that is what you want to do for the rest of life, knowing if that is what you love and truly want to do. Mm-hmm. so you just you know just take your time because you have a lot of years to experience things and don't be afraid to like you know switch here and there you know yeah i agree i mean especially now in the modern world there's plenty of job options so you can't say that oh there's not enough there's no job for these things but hey you may have you may find something that most people may not know about and who knows? You can be a successful person in that career. I see. Oh, and you know what this reminds me of? What? <laughs> the movie Soul. Have you watched it? <gasps> yes! Oh my god, Soul is amazing! Okay, <gasps> so basically, um, there's this Disney movie that came out, I think, so it was last year, December, during Christmas. It's called yes. Soul. And spoiler alert, it's about this... Um, it's about finding your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And I think Soul has an amazing, amazing story. And it has so many lessons that you can take from. If I'm not yes. mistaken, it has become one of my favorite movies of all time. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, especially people our age when they are where they are finding their purpose in life. Oh, I would definitely yeah. recommend this. What, what do you think about the movie? Oh my goodness. I love it. The fact that he was so un- he was like, so sure that yeah I want to be this for the rest of my life like perform for a famous singer but when he looked but when he was thrown into this unexpected incident he's uh, unexpected situation he's like oh no my life is kind of meaningless so he wants to make it I mean he wants to live life to the fullest you know so mm-hmm. I think that is like something that we all we all will eventually go through or maybe we all have gone through you know especially for me I found out that when I was after I finished high school I kind of find out my high school life was kind of boring I mean sure I did participate in certain activities but I wasn't really like involved in all like the main stuff that because I for one thing I have a fear of <laughs> performing in public and embarrassing myself and making myself look like a fool so that fear is kind of pushed me back from doing things that maybe I can do 
maybe I can succeed in. So that's why now when I'm older, I'm trying my best to be less afraid and try new things, you know? So I think this movie, when I saw it for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, that is me in high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think what I took away from this movie is that we have to appreciate life in every instance that we have. So like you said, like you didn't really like your high school life, right? I mean, like, no. I, I think I can relate because like <laughs> we both were in Corona year. Like that's brutal. We didn't have like... Uh, we didn't have a prom. We didn't have graduation. We didn't have precise cam. We didn't have nothing, nada. Mm. So, um, you know, I think one thing that we could take away from Seoul is to appreciate the moment now, because we're always, um, you know, looking towards the future and be like, oh, my life is gonna be great when I do this, or my life will be perfect if I did this, or when I achieve that, then I'll be happy, or like we're just so busy in trying to find something that we're passionate in or like chasing that thing that we're passionate in that we forget that our purpose in life and our passion in life is actually living you know Mm -hmm. like every single every single thing in life is actually really beautiful and um i know it sounds really cheesy what i'm saying right now but you know just watch just trust me like watch the movie watch soul Come back, come back and listen to this. Like you will not regret watching it. It'll definitely change your perspective on life. Mm-hmm. I hundred percent agree. Also, uh, twenty two is cute. <laughs> <laughs> she I is. Mean, she is. Yeah, I mean, at first it's like, oh no, like I don't want to do any of this. But when he is actually in the main character, I forgot his name. I'm so sorry. What's his name again? Joe, I think. Character? Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so it was Joe. She, yeah, when she took away his body and he, she lives in his life, he, she feels like, oh yeah, maybe my purpose is to live. And at first he was like, what are you talking about? But then when he finally saw what she's going through, he's finally understood. He's like, oh. So I'm like, I mean, that's the thing. I, I mean, especially now, I feel like most people... They they don't take time to understand one another, especially when people say something that they don't necessarily agree with. People will just throw hatred and just throw death threats in you, and it's heartbreaking, you know, in fictional life and also in real life. I've seen people on social media that just send hateful comments to one another, especially when they did like a fan art that of something they don't like or they talk about certain points on the show that they don't like, you know, people just go crazy, you know? In real life, when, people, when they don't agree with a certain celebrity, they just say, oh my God. And also this culture, cancel, yeah, it's cancel really culture. annoying. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. annoying. I've seen it everywhere and I wish that it will stop, you know? It's really annoying. What mm-hmm. do you think? So... I agree in some in some way. I feel that, you know, um, since we're on a topic of cancel culture, I have, like, conflicting thoughts about it. Because, you know, um, you know, I feel like depends, depending on how you look at it, there's always two sides of the story, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, um, if you're talking about having, giving power towards, you know, the audience... And letting them have the upper hand in terms of, you know, shaming the the celebrity or like the influencer 
um, who has, you know, done some mistakes or things like that. I feel like in some terms, like, um, it might be useful. Like, for example, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken, when it was 20, some, 2015, I'm not mistaken, when they were doing the Me Too movement, you know, oh, it was only yeah. from cancel culture that people were able to voice up their opinions and, like, stand together united to be able to, um, you know, speak out about their experiences and take down the uh, authority that was abusing their power. But, you know, on the other hand, it has a lot of cons because I've seen how brutal it can get, especially um, recently, where people will cancel anyone just for doing, like, something that they did five, ten years ago when they were 12. And, exactly. like, it just sounds ridiculous to me because they are taking things out of context and sometimes, you know, believing everything that they see, which in certain cases might not be true. You know, there might be fake news. I've seen that happen before. And, you know, mm -hmm. so it's always, you know, two sides to the story, double-edged sword. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see your point. Also, like, people... Now they cannot accept the fact that, oh, yeah, one mistake and people hate you. I'm like, hey, have you guys forgotten the phrase that no one is perfect? Like, yeah, it's really cheesy, but that line is super important because I've seen people like saying, oh, you have to be this, you have to be this. But then you have to look at yourself like, so what if I'm not like that? I'm not like anyone else. I'm just me. So like, if I'm not perfect, then what's the deal? You know? By the way, a bit of correction. Me too was in 2017. I just Googled it up, not 2015. Oh, yeah, so it, it's fine anyway. Okay, I get it. Oh, well, 2017. Wow, it was like three years ago. Mm -hmm. Whoa, mm -hmm. time flies. Jeez. <laughs> oh man, look at that. Time just flies in like in the flesh. I know it's so <laughs> terrifying. <sighs> Anyways, do you want to continue on cancel culture? Yeah, or do you want to switch topic? Mm, we can go a bit more, then we can switch topic. Okay, so um, you said you have experienced it before, or you've seen it going down, right? So, I, what are some I of the instances that? What are some of the instances that you know angered you about this? Oh, okay. Um, I've seen in. I mean, it's just like in, like on Tumblr, on Instagram. Sometimes I just scrolled it because you know I read certain stuff there. And so sometimes, I mean, they say, "Oh yeah, this person is is me because she can that he did something bad to her." I'm like, "Uh, okay." I mean, especially I'm sure you've heard of the whole drama in High School Musical the series. I mean, unfortunately, I'm sorry, viewers, I haven't watched that show yet, <laughs> but going to going to, um. I'm sure you've heard of the whole drama with Olivia, Joshua, and Sabrina, right? Yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. People were like constantly hating on the I mean on the on the girl. I mean I mean Sabrina. So I was like, oh come on guys. Like it's not her fault that this whole thing happened, right? And it was because of what? It was because of Olivia's song. I mean, it was, I think, driver's license that kind of stood out to everyone to be like, wait a minute, what did Joshua do? So I'm like, and the worst part, they don't even blame the 
guy. I mean, I'm not saying that you should blame the guy. Don't not blame the guy, okay? Don't, don't blame anyone in this. But I'm just saying that people were so quick to target the girl. Because they say, oh my gosh, she took him away from her. And I'm like, oh dear. <sighs> I mean, I'm sure you know about the drama better than I do. When yeah. I saw that, it, it, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I'm not... I'm not really sure about that thing, honestly. I think it was like, someone said it was like a PR stunt or something. But I, I really don't know. I still haven't watched High School Musical, the musical, the series. We're going to watch it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's one thing. And then another thing in like for, for Miraculous, oh my goodness, that show has a lot of cancel culture and I, <laughs> it's really tiring. Um, especially like certain characters. I mean, especially certain ships that happen. People will tend to hate on the character that kind of made the ship grow apart. They'd be like, "Oh my god, this person is evil!" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Oh dear." I'm like, guys, they didn't even do anything wrong. Like, is it wrong for them to fall in love with the same guy? Like, you can't, you can't control feel. Like, you can't stop feelings. I mean, you can control them. But you can't stop them. Which you know? ship in Miraculous are you specifically talking about? Adrigami, that shit has been getting Oh, Adrigami. Okay, by yeah. the way, for the listeners out there, uh, we're talking about Miraculous Ladybug, which is a really awesome and cool show. Yeah. A lot of people may seem may, may, may think it's a kid's show. It is. Uh, uh, nope. But it is, but it's it's really good. Like, don't <laughs> judge a book by its cover. It's really, really nice. Recommend watching it 100%. We have been fans of Miraculous Ladybug since... Oh my god, it's been such a long time. I think it was back since when we were 14. Yeah. That was oh like four goodness. years ago. I don't yeah. know why, but it almost seems like a flex to be like, oh my god, we're an OG. <laughs> we're the OG yes! fan. And we've been hey. in here for so long. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like that's the best way to watch the Miraculous episodes, you know? Like throughout the years, one episode by one episode. I feel like that, that truly is the best way to watch it. Also, okay. like, like the growing of characters, we feel it, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So back to what's, what we were talking about, the ships, right? So yeah. um, which ship do you like the most? Interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, ships. Uh, obviously, there's this thing in the uh, in the show called the ship square. And, you're, and I know some of the listeners are probably wondering, what is the ship square? Well, the ship square is, a, is four ships between the main characters of the show, Baronet and Adrian, also known as Ladybug and Cat Noir. So my my ships are actually Lady Noir and Adrianette. I'm so Ooh. sorry, Mary Shed shippers. I'm <laughs> not that fond of that ship. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what okay, about you? For, okay, for me, I would say um, Lady Noir. Hey! And Mary Shad. <laughs> oh, so we have very conflicting opinions. I mean, we have we have we have the Lady Noir in common. Like of by course. far, they're amazing. They're such a power couple together. Lady <gasps> Buck is amazing. Cat Noir is amazing. Mm-hmm. Of course, you mean Duh. what do you expect from the main characters of the show? Saving Especially Paris. Especially someone who is hot. Mm-hmm. Cat Noir. So I see um, what Cat Noir stands. So opinions on Mary Shad and Adrianette. So. Why do you think you like Adrian more? 
I mean, I know some people are going to say, why do you like Adrian that Marinette's a stalker? And I'm like, well, okay, that is one thing that I don't <laughs> exactly like, but sometimes the connection that they have with each other is pretty cute. I mean, there have a lot of moments that I feel like, oh my goodness, that they're so cute. Uh, in the rain? Come on. <gasps> if you guys oh my God. that iconic scene, like, top notch, 100%. Amazing. Um, there's also uh one in season two. Oh, sorry, there's two in season two that I like. So there is one in the episode Gorzilla where Adrian said that nothing bad can happen with my Marinette Lucky Charm. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's so cute. And the last one is Mayura, that picnic mm-hmm. scene. That was a that was immaculate. Immaculate side note mm-hmm. on on the thing about in the rain, I've been listening to the the song in the rain for like a mi- the millionth time. <laughs> it's just don't worry. so don't worry. nice. I get you. I get the you. The soundtrack is just chef's kiss. Okay, so that's your opinion on Lady Adrianette, right? I think yeah. they're so cute together. For me, particularly why I lean more towards Mary Shad, not necessarily Mary Shad, because. I feel like Lady Noir is the supreme ship. But mm-hmm. I would say Mary Shet is kind of also a favorite to me. Like one of the side favorites. Because I feel Ooh, like why? they're a lot more comfortable with each other. You know what I mean? Like oh. Cat Noir, when he is Cat Noir, he feels free. Because mm-hmm. Adrian, his character, is really, really, um, how to say, restricted. Mm-hmm. He has to put up this front in front of everyone just to please his father and in some way he doesn't have a lot of freedom and when he is Kanoar he can truly be himself and be free and you know just he doesn't have any expectations on him and I think that's what makes his character so beautifully made mm-hmm. so um when he is himself with Kanoar and when Marinette is herself with him I think that's just so beautiful. Marinette, she is herself when she's Marinette, but I feel like when she is with Adrian, she kind of gets like, I Flustered. don't know. Yeah. Sorry? Flustered? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't really seem like way too much of herself in mm. a way. I feel like, I agree. I feel like when she is with Cat Noir, that is her true self. Because hmm, I'm, I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you ever had, I'm not sure if you ever had a crush before. But for me, like if I were to have a crush, like I would constantly try to be the person that the other person <laughs> wants me to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and like, I know a lot of people can relate to this. Is that we constantly can't function like around our crush because like we're mm-hmm. always wondering, oh, should I say this? Should I say that? Should I do this? Should I do that? And I know yes. people think, like just try to be yourself, but like if you were in our situation, you would know. Uh, so it's a mess. that's how yeah. So that's how I feel about Marinette. I feel like when she's with Adrian, I feel she's a lot more. You know, she's herself for sure, but she's a lot more of her nervous self. You know what I mean? But I when, get we, you. when she's I with Kenoir, she's just you know everything's just chef's kiss. They're so relaxed with each other. Aww. So any um, Mary any Marichet moments that you like? Not in particular, but like I remember this one scene where they were on the balcony, 
And they were oh, like, oh my god. They were like, so... they were... This was when Chat Noir wanted to surprise Ladybug with Glacieta. like a beautiful surprise. Mm. And like, Ladybug didn't show up. Oh my god. That was so sad. She didn't show up at the end. Break my heart. At that time, Kenamore uh, was devastated and he landed on top of the balcony, Marinette's balcony, and she was there coincidentally. And they both were like having a heart to heart talk session, talking about how um, they got rejected, kind of. They're hopeless By romantic. The same By yeah. the same person. <laughs> Just so annoying. Like, uh, I don't know. It's so annoying. Like, there's the like, they're so close to each other, but yet so far. So far. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> oh dear. But I don't know. That could change in season four. Who knows? Who knows? So, what about any side characters that you like? Oh my god, side characters. I, there's so many. Um, Kagami's one of them. I mean, oh. I know. I know Kagami haters are out there and keep your mouth shut because Kagami is amazing. Now, I know what I'm thinking. People say, oh, she's cold and she's rude. And I'm like, well, that's just because her mom kind of raised her. I mean, her mom is kind of a jerk. No, no offense, but <laughs> in, the, in the recent episode of season four, lies, Kagami drew, like, actually draws. And let me tell you, her drawing is so much better than mine. But then she said, oh, I couldn't draw because my mom didn't let me. I was like, Ha! I was like, your mom is blind. Like, okay, girl. Like, and when she draw, it's so good. Like, she and I Marinette see. must have a drawing session together. I see. So you're you do you take her as a role model in terms of like drawing and things like that? Yeah, I mean also the fact that she is so confident with the fact that I'm not one, so Yeah. I think Definitely. I admire Kag- Kagami too because of how hard she works and how sure she is in life. Like right. she's just a boss ass bitch. She knows what she wants and she she's a works hard. Right? Like mm-hmm. she especially in everything she does, like in fencing and things like that. I know people may <sighs> seem like people people may think like, oh, that's kind of, you know, cold hearted. You know, she she's willing to do anything to get what she wants. But mm-hmm. I just see I just see that as like hard work, you know. I agree. I 100% agree. Kagami haters, go away. Get lost. <laughs> you don't deserve it. <laughs> um, okay, so for, like? for, for me, I really like the new character. Um, Those who haven't watched the episode, like, this is going to be a spoiler. Like, there's a new character in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I love her, like, the, sil- the sliver of pink hair that she has. I love... <sighs> everything about her from her outfit to her shoes to her attitude to how she looks like yes her name is zoe ah! and surprise oh. surprise she is chloe's um half sister yeah yeah awkward <laughs> so awkward i mean i mean it's like people are thinking wait huh then i'm like yeah i know chloe is no mean and zoe is so nice so there's the difference <laughs> <laughs> no, when was the moment that she became my favorite character, Zoe? When it was the episode that she came in, because when she <gasps> so first precious. was when she, yeah when she was first introduced into the show, they had this like storyline about how she was you know constantly trying to please everybody in her life. She was a people pleaser. Yes, she yeah. kept trying to um you know put out different fronts in front of people. She 
lived double lives, and mm-hmm. she was just constantly trying to uh, live up to everybody's expectations and shutting out her true self, and mm-hmm. it 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 resulted in her it resulted in her like burning out and losing herself and being frustrated, and I think yeah. a lot of people can relate to that as well. I know I yeah. did. Mm-hmm. So, looking at that, you know, it definitely touched my heart because I could resonate with it. Me too. I I mean, there are some certain people that have to act like a different person. But for example, like with you or my family, I can act like truly myself. Okay, my family is mostly my brother, but still. So, <laughs> so that's just like one thing of the things I like her and the fact that she is still so nice to Chloe. Like oh, this girl. This girl we don't is a deserve her. No. We don't deserve her. Plus, she's so cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Also, so where can crazy. I get her shoes? I want those shoes. <laughs> I want those shoes so badly. Like, come on, man. <laughs> another character that I really Holy like. Dang. Um, I don't know what to say about you. Okay, another character that I really like is, surprise, surprise, it's Luca. <laughs> I mean, like, a lot of people like Luca, so I don't <laughs> Same! Luca stands A! <laughs> okay, what are the things you Luca like stands, about Luca? Luca I see you. We see you. What are, what are the things you like about Luca? <sighs> I think from first glance, I like that he was such oh my gosh. a music nerd. I mean... I think from I think from first glance, I like... From first glance, I like yeah. that he was such a music nerd. <laughs> that he was just this, like emo music you know right. rock star kind of person he has this aura to him that's like so you know that kind of amazed right. me because he was like wow <laughs> what about you he is so chill he is so freaking chill like yeah. i cannot like okay like uh i know i know i'm gonna like make people like some shippers happy Okay, I'm I'm I say this, but although I'm not a big fan of Luca, Ned, but you have to admit, Luca is a good boyfriend. Like I you know. have to freaking admit that to Marin. Like you have to admit that, like, like the cinema date and the fact that he's like, oh yeah, Marinette, and Marin he and Marinette are playing a game, but who knows Dragonstone better? And the fact that he's so subtle in like flirting with her, he's like. Uh there's one scene in Lie uh, sorry, in Truth, the first episode of season four. They were they were about to watch this movie called Crocodile Heart, which is Jagerstone's first movie. And then he was and then they were like busy playing a game of trivia. And then Luca being so sneaky, said under the he said this lyric from one of Jagerstone's songs and Marinette has to complete it. And uh he said under the moonlight and then and moonlight by the sea. And Marinette said, kiss me, and then it, and then Luca's like, if you want to, I was like, uh... <laughs> This boy is he okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I was like, mm-mm, Adrian, step up your game. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> like, smooth, bro. Mm-hmm. And then For we're me? thinking to ourselves, why do why don't real guys exist like this? <laughs> oh my god, not only not only is he a great boyfriend, he is also an amazing brother. Like you remember that episode <laughs> where he was like with Judica? Judica is his yes! sister, and he was like so encouraging good. her mm-hmm. and and Julika was like being insecure, you know, mm-hmm. like everybody has their insecurities, right? And she was like, I don't know if I can do Poor this. Julica. And like, 
Luca just came up to her and be like, "No, you're great. You can do this." And he was like, just giving words of encouragement. And I was like, "Oh my god, Stan! Why did Stan they make this character so perfect?" Stan, big brother, Luca, let's go. <laughs> Luca, Luca, yeah, best siblings. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. Love him. Although I wish that, um, I don't know, Luca can get as much love. You know, because mm-hmm. I know some people that like. I mean, because of looking at, they're like, "Oh my god, look at what I'm like." Oh, come on, guys. I agree. Their relationship was just not meant to be because it was tragic. Honestly, I felt really, really bad for Luca. Dang but, yes, but deserve better. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad they're not together now because they none of them were toxic. By the way, none of them were doing anything bad in the relationship it's just that they were just not meant to be mm-hmm. and i my heart was hurting for luca because he was like getting stood up he was getting his light too but like for a good reason of course but like you know it still hurts i 100 agree like ah oh, and the fact that he's still so sweet to her in the breakup you say whenever you're he- whenever you need me i'll be here and i'm like <laughs> i was like damn it Okay, by the way, that breakup scene made my heart break. Like, ugh, even though I'm not looking at shit, but when I hear that line, especially in English, dang. Dang. <laughs> do you want to talk about any more side characters? Because I know you have a favorite. I know your favorite yeah. is Alia. Do you want to talk about her? <gasps> All your best friend material. <laughs> uh, I can sum it up in one sentence, but I know... Especially season four, I know all your haters are out there. I see you all, and I hate you guys. But anyway, <laughs> Alia is the person that Marinette truly, truly, truly needs. Especially, uh, this season four episode, getting a secret. Oh my god, their friendship is so beautiful. I mean, of course, last time it is beautiful, but of course, but season four they just make it so much better. I mean. Spoiler alert, Marinette revealed to all she is Ladybug. Ooh. <laughs> I honestly feel like there's this popular opinion on like Marinette making huge mistakes. Because I know a lot of the fandom thinks that Marinette is, you know, making a huge mistake by revealing her identity to Alia. Exactly. And I seen that post. Okay, I feel okay, I agree in some ways on their statement in terms of uh, you know, Chat Noir being sidelined. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm. I just agree with that. I I don't agree. I don't agree that you know Alia revealing her identity to Alia was gonna make it worse. That part I don't necessarily agree because I feel like Marinette was way too stressed out, and she could yeah. have get, she could have gotten easily recognized by Hawkmoth, knowing the amount of stress that she's put under. Um. Just as easy as now that Alia's identity is, you know, revealed. Mm-hmm. I felt like Marinette was literally at her breaking point, and yeah, Alia, she need, really needed someone to save her. But yeah, I do agree that Cat Noir is getting sidelined, and I'm so sorry for him. I hope I, 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 I don't want to say anymore. I don't dare to say anymore because I know that is just been two episodes and i can't judge everything based on two episodes you know what i mean like exactly. who knows what they have more in store so mm-hmm. this is just my opinion for now now mm-hmm. um we're at which episode 
I'm not episode I'm not sure. 13. Yeah, episode 13. So I can't say much. We'll just have to wait for what what they're up to. We'll we'll just have I to agree. wait for what they bring to the table. I I hundred percent agree. I know people, especially in the fandom, they they're quick, they're too quick to judge. But then I'm just like, wait, how about we trust the writers? Because I know Cat Noir is still going to play a major, major, major role, in, especially in season five, six, and seven. So don't worry, it's not out of the woods yet. But it's just that now they have to give the development to all your Marinette. Because I mean, how can you just suddenly leave it? Like at the end of Game of Secrets, like if, if it just ends there, people will be like, What is going on, man? So I'm like, Yeah, like it has to continue from there. Like, you know what I mean? I know, I see. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, all you're keeping the Fox Miraculous, woo, intense, woo, mm-hmm. in some intense stuff. Of, uh, okay, for, just a quick question for now, with all the season four episodes we have so far. Which one is your absolute favorite? I think my favorite is not necessarily necessarily an episode, but it's a mm. movie. So Ooh. I recently watched um Shanghai. <laughs> the episode. Yes! Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, they never disappoint, do they? In their movies. I thought New uh-huh. York was no. amazing. I still think it's amazing, by the way. Shanghai mm-hmm. is just like, oh my god. Another level, yeah. Yeah, I, got you. I love how <laughs> I love the effort they put into it because it's know. honestly really, 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 really amazing. Mm-hmm. For Shanghai, like, I felt more connected. I felt slightly connected to Shanghai compared to New York. New York was amazing. I was like, my jaw was open the entire time. Mm-hmm. But for Me Shanghai, too. I felt like I felt like I found it amazing, but I also could relate to it because. Um, I'm Chinese, Malaysian Chinese. Yeah. So I felt like I could understand a lot more of the Easter eggs that were present in the movie compared to New York. I know. So, yes, <laughs> exactly. So you know Shanghai. that you know that part where where they were like speaking Chinese and things like that. Yes. And then I was so happy that I could understand it <laughs> without subtitles, there. I know, me too. And, I was like, yeah, my mental is not off the <laughs> But unfortunately, for the part where Agent was talking, you know that part where he replied? Because oh, yeah. um, <laughs> for, for the listeners, Agent is this, the main character and he knows how to speak Chinese, but he's not Chinese. He's French, he's white, but he can't speak Chinese because his father forced him to take Chinese classes. And when he went to Shanghai, he was able to speak to the tourists in Chinese. But being a Chinese person and listening back to it, I was like, boy, what are you saying? <laughs> I know. The most, right? the most Caucasian Chinese you could ever hear. I literally could not understand a word. I'm so sorry. I could understand <laughs> I could understand the other voice actors though, though the Chinese people in the show, which was oh, like yeah. really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It just made me feel really connected. It was like, oh my god, I'm included. I know. I know. <laughs> Also, fun fact, this special is what made me develop a much bigger love for China. I mean, of course, China has always been like the country that especially now people hate right now. But you have to look at sometimes they do bring out the good side too. That's why when this special came out, I was like, it's what not only, I mean, it shows like a good side of China, but it's also like kind of like bringing people like, like, hey, like this is 
you know, what we're this is what China's made of. So I'm like, oh, actually, you know, you know who I feel the most bad for? Marinette's a... uncle, or was it his dad, or is it her grandfather? No, 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 it's it's uncle. Ah, uh, uncle. Yeah, I feel so bad for him because the reason <laughs> the reason behind it is that she was supposedly going to Shanghai to connect to with Adrian. her past and to connect with her ancestry. You know why? You know what? Mm-hmm. That's what she, well, that's what her entire family wanted her to go there to to do. And you know, I just wish that she was a lot more connected to her, um, to her roots. Yeah, because it's just embarrassing. Not not it's not necessarily embarrassing lah. It it's fine actually, but I just wish you know as a Chinese character, a half Chinese character, I just wish that she could you know speak speak Mandarin instead of yes. having the white character speak being able to speak Mandarin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I I don't see anything wrong with it, but like, I would just prefer it to be like that way. That's just ob- obviously my preference, you know. That that's my little spin of it, spin on it. If I were to, you know, edit the show, but mm. I don't think it's a big problem in life. But if I could change anything, it. it would be that way. Unfortunately, Marka Shanghai haters always said uh, oh, the complaint that was the reason, and yeah, I mean it's, I get it where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's like it's not actually a big deal. Also, the new character Faye. Can I just say I freaking love her and she's <laughs> I am not like her at all. Like she is like her martial arts. Oh my gosh. Faye doesn't need actually Faye is already awesome. Like she doesn't need a mm-hmm. miraculous to be awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you know it's weirder in New York. It kind of took me a while to warm up to the new characters. But in Shanghai, when Faye just showed up, I immediately loved her because of the backstory that they start off with so good. It was so good. Oh. I mean when Faye was younger, like she was, you know, being adopted by this comfort master. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And the fact that her dad is her doctor dad is gone. And the fact that they took something precious on her is just heartbreaking. The school is destroyed too. I agree. Okay, Wavin. I think we're running out of time right now. So I think we need to wrap it up quickly. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. I think we both agree that the majority of our quarantine was took up by miraculous. But yes. I don't blame like I don't blame us. It's like so good. I highly recommend the listeners to check it out. Um, ask us some questions about that. I'm sure like we will be talking about miraculous a lot in this podcast mm-hmm. because that's just something we're really passionate about, and we both love we both love miraculous ladybugs so much. We're both super fans. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, that's something that you guys can look forward to. Mm-hmm. If you're friends, if you're fans of Miraculous Ladybug as well, like, welcome. <laughs> you can reach out to us and be hey. friends on Instagram. Maybe we could, like, you know, know each other. Mm-hmm. So anything, any stuff. last words you want to say? Well, just, just say, I mean, I just want to say that, well, I hope you guys will stick around for the podcast. Because let me tell you, we got a lot of stuff coming in your way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is just the beginning. Yep. Tip of the iceberg. <laughs> okay. I think that wraps up our episode on what we did in quarantine. This was a lovely chat. We are still in a lockdown. 
we are still in quarantine. So <laughs> make sure to stay home, stay safe, you know. Wear your um, mask. Follow the SFPs, get vaccinated mm-hmm. if you can. And we'll yes. see you next week. Yes. Hope you guys love this episode. That's all for now. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Woohoo. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for upcoming episodes. If you wish to connect with us, email us at twohotmessespodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at twohotmessespodcast so we can be friends. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye! Bye!